1: Everybody, welcome to the what coach Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Rachel Shackleton. Good day. I'm Josh Brown. Hello. Now, did you guys know the Cross Team Racing is out? No, you've never mentioned it. Uh, not one single I'm time. I'm not going to lie. I thought of a way to do a podcast that would let me continue talking about <laughs> Crash T-Racing Nitro Fuel because it's a five-star game. Please go check out the review on the main channel. Um, but yes, so I thought I'd just kind of extend this question to the overall state of remakes and remasters and reimaginings and all the different words that the industry can't seem to settle on for all these reduxed versions of games that we're getting again. Well, um, Actually,
2: there's a difference between a remake and a remaster. Is there though? I mean, yeah. Stop start
1: this again. <laughs> uh, we said this in the Crash t D- on the review that like you can go back to the 2017 Game of the air debate, yes. where we try to talk about whether Crash qualified as a brand new game in 2017. It did not. It did. But it did. Maybe it did. But um, as of where we are right now, though, what do you guys think about the idea that the industry is kind of going back to a certain time period? It seems to be late 90s and doing these things all over again. Is that something that we like?
2: I mean, on one hand, it's sort of depriving us of, the, you know, these guys could be working on new IPs, mm-hmm. giving us new ideas. Um, unfortunately, though, new ideas cost a lot of money and remakes cost <laughs> a lot less money, but they do sell like hotcakes because weaponized nostalgia I bought nostalgia two copies of
1: Crash Team Racing alright
2: there yeah, you go. Just bought two of them, there yeah. y- two copies, yeah. Mr. Tailford. Yeah. And when Link's Awakening comes out, I have the special edition well, there you pre-ordered, go. so that's eighty quid. Yeah, it sells. It's safe so to the nostalgia. It's very safe. We're all very much enjoying the remakes, but mm-hmm. we also kind of hate it at the same time. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I think
1: it depends how they're done. Josh, where are you at?
0: Well, two copy Tailford. I am kind <laughs> of with you because right, I, I, when like Crash Team Racing, not my jam. Crash N Trilogy, very much my jam, mm. and I almost bought that twice. You know, I didn't really? go as far enough to get it on the Switch when it came out on the Switch, but. I like what Activision in particular are doing with their remasters slash remakes and mm. by like building them from the ground up yet retaining the feel of like the muscle memory of like remembering how they actually played when you were a kid like uh, they managed to retain that whilst updating it in like subtle great ways and then completely giving the visuals a overhaul like these remasters Crash Team and included like they look like Pixar movies man yeah. like they look so good and like that's so good I like uh, opening it up to a whole new audience like they're not only for us to experience our nostalgia again mm-hmm. but they're for a brand new audience who might not be interested in picking up an old game because it doesn't look quite good you know <laughs>
1: that's what I was like as a kid so yeah I was gonna say how much do you think that is the case how much do you think they're making them for us to cash in on that nostalgia factor versus bringing new people in do you see like a new kid picking up crash bandicoot
2: well that's the thing it's for those of us who did play them because we think oh my god i love this game let's play it again Mm -hmm. and it's also for those of us that didn't who thought well like myself i never had a playstation one crash like passed me by and then it got remade and suddenly i was (laughs) interested in playing crash Mm -hmm. exactly it was for everyone it was fantastic
1: I mean, for the, that crash thing, we can because I've I basically got a big list of all the high profile remix, remasters, reimaginings, and reduxes later in the podcast that we can break down, and um, so we'll get to crash later on. But I think it's weird when you think about the way that they reapproach those games. Like, if you were that studio, you pick like any classic, um, you know? Do you do you reskin it? Do you go down the visual route, or do you reapproach? Okay, we could have done that better. Like, well, where do you kind of try and draw the line? This is what's going to be interesting to sort of um, see going forward because mm-hmm. I think
0: this generation we've had a lot of different approaches to how people tackle like these older games. You have the blue point of the world who like try to retain the art style and the aesthetic choices as much as possible but they will make tweaks here and there like they change the aiming for uncharted drake I was they, they did and shadow the and, yeah yeah then you have activision who are like giving them complete visual overhauls and then you have what essentially amount to ports that are just like you know the same game we want 50 quid for it please which i don't <laughs> think quite could anymore no. at the start of the generation that was very much the case you were getting like prototype or marvel ultimate alliance mm-hmm. all of activision games and now i don't <laughs> think people are as willing to pay up so many times for this. I think mm-hmm. Capcom's the exception because they keep releasing Resident Evil 4 on every platform ever
1: and I keep buying it. I was going to say you of and our, one of our editors Ben Roy continually buys every version of Resident I mean I'll buy every single version yes. of Shovel Knight available to mankind. So, like it, me
2: and Dark Souls 1. A also. little bit
1: yeah. So they sort of have that whole but it's that, that, it is that thing because I think at the start of the generation there were so many just here's an old game ported again onto the new system. I remember the prototype sequels doing that. Yeah, Exactly the same game just here it is again and uh, Nintendo for as much as on the Switch they were like here's a bunch Wii U games that like you know didn't sell very well initially. They
2: did, yeah. Mm-hmm. There were like, a lot yes. of Wii U games that came out on the Switch. Mm-hmm.
1: But like Donkey Kong, and I think there was a few other ones they're like...
2: still 50 pounds. Like... Yeah,
1: that's what I was gonna say. Like they're still charging a premium for them. Custom is... toad.
0: This is the this is, this <laughs> is the Lord. thing, though, because when it comes to me, like the, the amount of remasters and remakes I bought over the generations so far, it's often been games that passed me by before. Like mm. one of the first big PlayStation 4 games I was looking forward to when I got the console was The Last of Us Remastered, because I didn't play that back in right, the PlayStation right. 3. And it's what I wanted from Nintendo and I'm sad that they haven't done it either with with like a virtual console mm-hmm. or remix in general. And they they're kind of starting to, but I kind of wanted to experience those old games that I missed on old older Nintendo consoles. Well, the weird thing with now. Nintendo,
1: because I was gonna, it's like a, a the the thing is like we I mentioned that idea of just like you know you take an old game and you just kind of pretty much just re-release it. Like Tropical Freeze got like Funky Kong, which is a really good addition, but for the most part it's the same game again. Nintendo though did have a whole spate where they were like, here's Ocarina of Time on the 3DS, here's Mario 64, here's Star Fox 64, and they'd remade them ostens- ostensibly. Re- yeah they'd redone uh, them a bit but. some of them
2: were very good uh for mm-hmm. example the ones that they did put on the 3ds that was very very good for the 3ds and that sold consoles heck that made me buy one i didn't finish ocarina of, um, time
1: until the 3ds one just well there you insane.
2: go there you go i mean it played very well it was very good 3d i would say more so majora's mask because ocarina mm-hmm. kind of gave you the cross eyes a little bit <laughs> uh the 3ds was a weird one i just um, to just pretend
1: the 3d bit's mm-hmm. not there
2: it's but just like, an S to me. <laughs> I don't know why they stopped doing that. They mm-hmm. stopped like bringing N64s onto the
1: I know, and then they didn't take those sort that source code, and then just like HD it or whatever. And just if you take that version of Ocarina from the three DS, I would, might say that's better than the original in terms of the way that it plays. Ooh. I know, I know, it's a it's a nerve, Ooh. but maybe. And then put that on the Virtual Console, or give us the option kind of thing. Then Can't maybe that's it. like a quote unquote more palatable version of that game than getting an N sixty four. Um, but that that idea of sort of splitting like just the graphical side and the um the mechanical side is kind of where we are now. Because like, what do you think of something like Resident Evil two? The just for most intensive purposes it's completely different yeah
0: but I think that's sort of in a league of its own like that mm-hmm. is a, a remake but it's completely different it's practically a new game essentially mm-hmm. and I, I like that approach because it, it doesn't sort of I don't quite I don't like it really when remasters or remakes supplant the original and right. it's like okay this is the definitive version now this is the definitive version of Resident Evil 4 with Resident Evil 2 both it's remake and the original game mm-hmm. they're two very distinct games and you can experience them both and enjoy them both and contrast them and I think they both make each other better because you do see the difference you do see how far we've come along in sort of like technology and stuff and i like that approach more rather than just saying oh you know that playstation one you've got forget about it like that (laughs) that that game that people worked a little hard on you know that that code doesn't matter we we, we've we've got we've got blue point into like sort of make the definitive version now because we've got analog sticks it's just yeah for me a kind of something about video game preservation and history is lost when you get those sort of straight remasters Mm -hmm. that are supposed to take the place of the original
1: game what do you think about the approach in terms of like yeah you go back to control schemes and stuff because there's always the possibility that the dev team just were limited by the technology at the time like certain, in some cases you'll get original devs going well we couldn't do this initially but we will do the second time like with the Final Fantasy 7 thing what do you think Rach in terms of um, trying a different control scheme or making something um,
2: different? well just bringing up Resident Evil again I played Resident Evil HD and mm-hmm. I was delighted that it had the option to not use the archaic tank <laughs> control <because laughs> I will defend those controls go. I gave them a go right because everyone was telling me Look, Rachel. Look, this is how you're meant to play the game. This is how we played the game back <laughs> in my day, uh, and I tried it, and it was garbage. It was so difficult. I just couldn't do it. Breaking our it's hearts. So Rach. difficult. You're but, not wrong though. but 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 there was the option to change it into something that I, you know, more like resonated more with me. Mm-hmm. Something that I understood a little better, and mm-hmm. that was really good with Resident Evil. Um, that's the only thing that comes to mind, control-wise. Can you think of anything? Well, else? I was just—I
1: mean, something like because I went back to the original GoldenEye. I know it hasn't been necessarily remade, but it got like sequels and it, it kind of got the, remade on the Wii. Was that I guess. Not on the Wii? Yeah. They yeah, changed agree, like yeah, yeah. Pierce Brosnan for Daniel Craig and sort of swapped a few <laughs> things around. But um, when you play the original GoldenEye, because obviously it's just the one analog stick on the N64 and then the controller buttons, that thing you like strafe on the middle stick, like mm-hmm. the right stick is the middle stick, and it's—it's it's really weird. Like you, it has got it has a really unique oh, control scheme.
2: Yeah, because you used to like hold, like you would move with the stick. And you told the R button to like to, aim. Just, like, to that toggle was it, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's weird, man. And it
1: kind of like that, something like that, sort of filled it into something like time splitters, where you're aiming within the screen. Mm. It kind of gave those games like an identity. But like, I think if you remade GoldenEye, beat for beat, like in the same way that these other remakes are being done, you wouldn't keep the control oh, scheme. No. Which might change the way that it feels. I actually
2: really hope they don't do that. Just that you hmm. might mentioned that. Like, I think that would be really bad.
1: Well, my, like, I'm, I'm always a big um, supporter of individual control schemes for games. It's the nerdiest thing in the world. But I love <laughs> when a game, like when you have to take time to get good at a game and that control scheme is only for that game. Because um, one of the things that we have these days is like homogenized control schemes. Like you pretty much know how a first person shooter is going to control. You're going to aim with the left trigger and shoot with the right trigger. But if you go back to like decades past, not saying this is a good idea, but some games <laughs> would shoot on the face buttons. Madness. Yeah, like Deadly Premonition, you can shoot with X. Which what? just feels really weird, ridiculous. If it's done well, though, I like the idea of a uh, you know a, a game's personality also being in the controls, which I think you might lose sometimes if they get remade for a modern audience.
0: No, I definitely, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think it's just hard when you sort of no matter what you're remaking or remastering to actually realize what was integral to the experience at the, in the first place mm-hmm. and like what kind of wasn't. Like for me, the changes to the aiming in the original Uncharted were very welcome and God, I, yeah. I enjoyed <laughs> them very much. But when they remade, when Activision remade Tony Hawk's Pro Scare... They just kind of got little things wrong and it threw you off, probably similar to how you guys feel about Crash Bandicoot, and uh, the first N. Oh, trilogy. Oh. Like, <laughs> the way the jumping in that Tony Hawk's game, like, it just didn't
1: feel right. That like, first the HD reverse. was atrocious. Yeah, it was just bad, but like... They did patch it, though. They, yeah, but it's too late then. No one was playing okay, it. Okay, no one but, was uh,
0: playing then. They also patched Tony Hawk's 5, okay? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah, bad as well. Yeah. Does, P- this patch mean 4, I can,
2: does this mean I can talk about Crash now?
0: uh yes I don't know, Rich. do you want to fight
2: my beef with Crash was purely just in the control scheme honestly the explanation
1: because... for it which they did go back and forth on in terms of I think they did patch it a little bit but their whole idea was to take the physics from Crash 3 and retroactively apply them to Crash 1 and see, 2 see
2: why would they do that
1: to, uh, for the sake of unity I guess I but it meant that all our muscle memory felt weird because as we grew up with those games we adapted in turn with each sequel
2: see I didn't And uh, all I was playing was something that was just ridiculously difficult because I didn't Mm. realize, of course, I never put two and two together that this game was made for like the directional buttons, not for an analog stick. Uh, so that was my oh god, I got so ragey at Crash. I actually never (laughs) managed to complete it. I was so mad at it just because I was like pressing the stick down and it wasn't going down.
1: Oh okay. I think it's like it's weird because you don't one, you don't realize how hard those games were in terms of just being like just base trial and error kind of thing. And then two, like when they give you all three games at once, like I guess like that's one of those creative decisions. They had to go back to the board like the drawing board and be like, Well, we need a unified control scheme or unified feel for crash physics wise. Otherwise he's gonna change from Crash 1, 2 and 3 and they Uh, didn't wanna give a new audience three different feels. I would totally have taken that recently and I just did love it yeah but that's that's ultimately the the, the thing that threw me off was that Crash 3 felt immaculate because that was how it was meant to be but 1 and 2 I Ah, just kept missing all the jumps so there was a bit of that Um, but that was like an example of I don't know I mean I wouldn't say it's a mistake but an example of that for me I didn't think it was that big of a deal,
0: right? I finished all those games, <laughs> platinumed all those games, did the splitty platinum relic time trials of them all. You are a man. I well. think... I know what you mean, that it does it throw your muscle memory off at first, but I think having them unified across the entire three games just mm-hmm. kind of works, and, like, it does... It makes the feel like... There are still subtle changes when you go from Crash 1 to Crash 2 in that trilogy. You can still... You still get the same technological, uh, mechanical leap that you do in the original games. Yeah. Like It still feels different. It doesn't feel as like uh, weighty. It doesn't feel as like, stiff. There are still jumps in how they play it. Mm-hmm. I think the jumping is probably... Still yeah. My, only, my
1: <laughs> counter to that would be, when was the last time you played the original games? Like before, insane trilogy, but only about a year before, right. genuinely. Yeah. Oh, see, because for me, I have have them on my Vita, so like okay. when I went from one to the next, it just immediately felt wrong. So mm-hmm. I was thinking it might benefit you to have more time in between them. Right. But in that case, the whole argument falls apart. <laughs> so that doesn't really work. But, that was um, the one trump card I had up my sleeve for like that entire <laughs> argument. I was yeah. like, I didn't play style. them recently. <laughs> it's a magic trump card. Um, so yeah. So basically, I have put together a, a list of some games that are regarded as the absolute classics of the industry, some of the best games of all time, um, and we can just kind of say whether or not we would have a remaster <laughs> in terms of you would visually touch it up maybe you might hd it or 4k or whatever versus a remake along the lines of resident evil 2 and certain elements that you might want to completely redo so the first one is very uh, very modern because I've, I've cast every wide net is there uh, the last of us now that already did get a re-release graphically on the ps4 which is very much just a touch up but going forward do you ever think naughty dog should come back to this and redo it uh, a la Resident Evil 2 touch Ooh. up the shooting things like that Ooh. I would leave it the hell alone personally.
2: yes leave it alone
1: <laughs> smash my entire
0: thought concept for this because I was expected to go into every single one of these and be like yeah remake it what's the worst cast character? a wide net Josh and, and now, and, and now I d- no don't don't remake <laughs> no. it it's good it's fine it plays well uh, I, think it, I think even though a lot of people have a problem with Naughty Dog's sort of
1: combat mechanics so
2: I hear yeah, I, which is kind of weird. I hear that in
1: Periphery but I've never met anyone who's ever said that so <laughs> well,
2: Rich Hudson doesn't he doesn't like exist
1: it, yeah. he's not in the room right now Yeah, Yeah, yeah. The people in this room matter
0: (laughs) right now. (laughs) But yeah, like uh, I think I think it still works for Last of Us's like gameplay style. I think if you touch it up too much, it becomes too refined Mm -hmm. and then you sort of lose the scrappiness that The Last of Us Combat works so
1: well with. Uh Uh-huh. But I mean I would say that you need that Uh, that weight and legend feel. Because if you tighten it up, if you give it like a like a division or a ghost recon or a gears of war, it would the whole pace would be completely different. Yeah, if
0: you're just headshotting fools left and right (laughs) and you're just like silky smooth controls. It's like, where, where's the
1: survival element, you know? Well, that's the weirdest thing, because that's also the defense of the tank controls in Resident Evil. Like, you're supposed to feel like, oh, my God, I can't get away from this thing, and I'm yeah,
2: but it doesn't rotating make sense. on the spot. Why would I do this? Why wouldn't I just <laughs> run away?
1: <laughs> that's what they do in Raccoon City. That's, a <laughs> longer, you know, the history of their people. Um, the Last of Us, though, we're all saying, leave it, leave the, hell it the hell alone. Leave it the hell alone. Leave it alone. Forward, never, just leave it as it is. Although... Touch up the graphics, and that's it. Keep remastering the multiplayer so it never dies. Yes. So... That multiplayer is extremely overlooked. Um, Next one up is Super Mario 64. Now, again, they did do it on (gasps) 3DS, but would you have a Mario 64 done a la Mario Odyssey?
2: Yes, absolutely, yes. I
1: I also agree. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. I think it's it's strange because I um I'm getting in in 64 for my thirtieth, which has been next month. But I did play a little bit of Mario 64 at a recent event thing, um, which is weird to play a game from 1996 <laughs> at a recent event thing. But it's true. Um, when you play that, the the responsiveness on the controls, like when you tilt to move a certain way, he has so much animation priority where he has to rotate and then run yeah, that you yeah. don't realise is still in there when you play the newer Mario's.
2: It's very yeah, it'll probably feel very old to you playing it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is with Mario 64 is that would be that wouldn't be a remake. I'd give that a remaster for right. sure because they tried to remake it on the DS they tried all these new things it's multiplayer no it wasn't was it multiplayer you had multiple different multiple characters, characters yeah. you actually start off playing as Yoshi which I found bizarre I've hard. never
1: played this version but you and Benji were like oh dear god I I run mean, the other way
2: I love Yoshi don't get me wrong like Yoshi my little green dude but like <laughs> I, it totally put me off the game I was like right. where's Mario this isn't Mario 64 uh-huh. but if they were to take Mario 64 just add a few polygons and put it on the switch holy butts that would be so because like weird. the physics
1: of 64 are so like even even though I hadn't played Mario 64, I know, until I played it at this event thing, um, it's immediately kind of familiar because it's, you know, it, it influenced every other 3D platformer mm-hmm. so you can kind of just go back to it. And in terms of the level designs, I guess they're already immortal anyway. So you just give it a new lick of paint and you're pretty much I would away. want
2: that. I would want them to redo it and then I would know where every single coin was. <laughs> and oh.
1: If you give it the, I guess it would be the same way, like take the Odyssey kind of feel. For me, it's it's redo
0: it. But for this one in particular, because mm. I think the iconic blocky look is so endearing. I want, I want to be able to Jump between the two, like you can, you can get that skin
1: in Odyssey as well. You can make him look yeah, like can. old school Blocky yeah, Mario yeah, you if you want. Yeah, I but want to
0: be able to jump between like the original actual code and then whatever they've done at up I think that'd be quite nice. <laughs> Do it the, cool. Halo, the way Halo yes. did it. Yeah, I think I
1: think all remake remasters, sorry, should have that where you can go between the old and the new just to see how far they've come. Agree. Um, the next one down is the Mass Effect trilogy <gasps> because EA just never wanted, I, I even acknowledge that this game still ex- is a thing that people care about every month of every year. Josh B. Brown, JB with the Jables and why the hell isn't it not anywhere Mass Effect on the Switch would sell like hotcakes and but what would you want to do with it they
2: should do they should put all three of them on the one cartridge Ooh. and give them a little touch up but don't change anything right okay maybe even add some things maybe add some new I would of,
1: give I package would,
2: all the DLC in yes. all the Mass Effect yeah. 2 uh-huh. DLC
1: for me the Mass Effect trilogy um, really hits its stride in 2 like I love I love that franchise not 3 so much but whatever I love that that's, that franchise that like IP I would give Mass Effect 1 Mass Effect Th- either two or three's control scheme because the shooting is so much tighter in Oh, two it's and so much
2: better in two. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'd probably even yeah. take two over three. Ooh, what? Josh. I
0: agree, I agree. Okay. I would do everything you just said, Rich. <laughs> I would um, spruce some things up, but I would keep the original Mass Effect's um, combat style. Not because I think it's better, hmm. but because I think it's it's good to go back to it and sort of like see how far they jumped between one game oh, and like the a, other. Like, you, like
2: growing
1: up. You yeah. are the re- you're the person remaking Mass Effect. And yes. when we talked about control schemes before. Do you keep the grenade throw button as back? No. Good, because <laughs> that was one of the weirdest buttons in the history but, of
0: gaming.
2: Yeah, I kept pressing it by accident. Why is Bark throw grenades? Annoyingly,
0: though, for one of the best grenades in gaming history, <laughs> the way you throw. Oh, the disc, like disc, down. disc it's grenade. It's so cool. That is actually off. extreme.
1: Like that's one of the most like I wouldn't say iconic, but the most memorable things about playing Mass Effect that no one talks about. Yeah, disc grenade. It's so good, man. I would everything. also though.
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily carry across any of the mechanics, but I would carry some across some of the animations from two and three. Mm. So I think in in one, I think I'm pretty sure every character has like 18 animations for like dialogue. Scenes. So oh, people are yeah. always rubbing the necks and they're always doing <laughs> stuff like that. So I would I would make changes like that and like make the facial expressions obviously more expressive. Mm-hmm. Better but
2: character customization. Better yes, character
0: I, customization and a better inventory screen. Yeah,
1: yeah. <gasps> yes. Well that's that's why I would take two. I think two is like perfect. Um because I think three has like almost too much pace to the combat. It's it's kind of straddling a line between Gears of War and what it used to be, and that you end up playing it a lot faster, whereas like for two, it's still tactical and you're picking when to use your specials and all that kind of stuff. Um next one down, we talked about Tony Hawks before, but what about Tony Hawks two and three? Yes. Would you give me it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's assume that they could redo um, the the song, the deals to get all the songs back in the game again. Or would you change the songs?
0: No, keep the songs. I want. Oh, I want... Tony Hawks is Tony
1: Hawks. Tony Hawk is the songs, man. What? Yeah. It is. Well, it's not not just definitely, it. it definitely is. I think like oh, yeah. trying to find a modern version of Papa Roach might be impossible. Exactly, so. you can't do it. Just, <laughs> just keep with Papa Roach. Would you just keep it as one big nostalgia blast, and you play it? I don't know. Would you touch it just graphically? You keep it. Keep the I feel think the same?
2: this one is a no for me. Unless Ooh. it's just mm-hmm. a port, if they would like put it on modern consoles exactly as it is, mm-hmm. I'd be up for it. But start remastering it, and suddenly I think it would look a little it daft. Might lose
1: a little bit of itself. Yeah. yeah. I guess you want the nostalgia here If you're going to go Personally. down the music side, you want the nostalgia side. For
0: me, this would be a Crash Team Race and oh, at least my mm. version of Crash Team Racing. I'd, uh-huh. I'd want it to feel the exact same because if anything was thrown off like that that game played immaculately every single system folded into the other you could make these great combos and it just felt good yep. if you get one of those little uh, mechanics off then the whole thing has been thrown into this race like you need to nail that and then I'd do exactly what Crash Team Racing did I'd give it modern
1: graphics mm-hmm. but I'd keep
0: the original soundtrack
1: well that was a like, thing in Tony Hawk's <laughs> 5 they made it so that your grind button was your slam to the ground button which Stupid. if you missed time you just missed the rail and it was like what, why did you even why did you think of this I did play
2: 5 I heard it was terrible I played
1: enough to be like this is, ap- this is just literally weeing on my childhood and I'm not going to keep going. You don't even but. need a slam to the ground button. No! It's not necessary. No one slams in mid-air. No were they, they trying
2: to be skate? Were they trying to do the like Hall of Meat kind of stuff? You know stuff?
1: what? Maybe. Like, 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 were they trying know. to be funny? Did they they kind of set that in motion in the first place, hey. but not very well. Tony Hawk is funny. Tony Hawk <laughs> 2 and 3 though, yeah, I would probably agree with Rachel. I just give me those original games with um, just available everywhere. Give me them on the Switch, like a Tony Hawk's collection be absolutely lovely just oh the switch would be so good for it give me give me
2: tony hawks underground 2 on the switch
0: i also agree with exactly
2: as it is with the terrible terrible facial (laughs) animations (laughs) bam margera just like
0: yep you know what covered at you with his if, shovel face if we're doing this I want Tony Hawk's Underground 1 I want American Wasteland and I want Project 8 you could do the stop project there.
1: Project 8 with the double analog sticks yeah, and the, uh, the custom tricks it's a good time it, K, K, it was a good good time but
2: don't remaster them
1: no just, just touch them up like how if you play Final Fantasy 7 the PS1 version on the PS4 it's still polygonal but it's all like clean and like pristine kind of like if you play the PC version of Metal Gear something like that would be nice
2: and 16 by 9
1: yes Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely 16 by 9 um, next thing down is Morrowind and Oblivion do you think they would <gasps> you would like to have them in a uh, modern graphics
2: engine Bethesda yeah, is clearly
1: yeah. incapable of actually coding anything that looks nice but what if they did <laughs> what if they could
2: that's a yes from me Scott
1: nice good I would take a night I would take like Daggerfall Morrowind like the older the better because I think those games are the ones that get ignored the most because they were very corridor. yeah like
2: Daggerfall I've never played Daggerfall no. Daggerfall is the second one but yeah, it's like I've only
1: seen footage of it but it's like they, that had the biggest open world in gaming history was or that whatever.
2: asymmetric
1: no, no, it's it's still first person and everything. It's just the, a lot of the dungeon design was very corridor crawly kind of thing. Um, it was like wasn't it kind of like slightly procedurally generated? Obviously? Yeah, I think that's how they initially did it. Then they locked it in. I right. Because um, there's a great documentary on NoClip about the history of Elder Scrolls. Um, but yeah, Elder Scrolls Arena was like you know way more like like I said dungeons and corridors. Then they blew it out crazily for Daggerfall. Okay, so the next one that I've got down is a uh, Bioshock which has already had a bit of a textural overhaul. Yeah, they do. But yeah, it's
2: on Next Gen. Obviously. Yeah,
1: I, don't, I didn't think they did enough to it. What do you guys think?
0: I actually really enjoyed it, man. Uh-huh. Like, that, that little collection was cool. I thought not enough had changed for Bioshock Infinite. I thought mm. that... I didn't actually even finish that. Part of the game, but I thought it was cool to <laughs> it, it made me reappraise Bioshock 2 in particular. I thought Bioshock 2 is like such an underrated game, like, right. a lot of people think of it as, as a lesser sequel because it wasn't made by the original devs. Mm-hmm. But man, that expands the scope of like Rapture in such a cool way. Like, each level becomes a sort of like not a sandbox, but like the way you explore it is like far more open mm-hmm. than, than the linear levels of like the original. I think the so DLC I would want something like that. Is awesome as well. The DLC also
1: is awesome. Like, yeah. the writers in that, the writers in that game are as good as the writers in the original game. I think if they were gonna, for me, like, my problem with Bioshock is that I don't think it, the actual combat is very good. Um, my thing is always that, like, because you just, you bounce off everything whenever you fight a big daddy. You're just sort of, like, there's not really anything you can't dodge, you can't hide anywhere. Like, you can kind of go around parts of the geometry to like block their field of view or whatever. But I never felt confident in taking anything on ever.
2: Yeah, I kind of just ate everything, like, <laughs> ate all the damage and just like stood there and shot them like yeah. for ages. Yeah, it and it's great. like
1: that got me through. But I was like, I don't even, I don't, I, the reason that I've never personally finished Bioshock, I've, I ended up just watching the cutscenes for it was because it all oh, that approach to it where I was like, I'm not gonna have to bullet sponge my way through it. it, just made me like, I just wasn't enjoying it at all. So for me, I would have like an actual combat system, give me like a dodge or some That sort would of- be cool. I don't know if you give them like a block, like a block plasmid or something. And I maybe... think I think the
0: plasmids in those games are sort of underutilized. Like uh, They're kind of cool novelties, but I think in every single one of them, the gameplay sort of possibilities are not really explored, other than being able to zap water and electrocute people, which
1: blew me away yeah. back in <laughs> 2008. <laughs> that was a good time. Um, the next one down is Silent Hill, which um, yes. we've talked about in the office a couple of times. But this is the kind of thing that when they went back to remaster it the first time, um, they took out all the fog, which was just like a technical limitation of the time. It was just something that just kind of happened because they they couldn't render the backgrounds of the village. Um, but if they did it now, they could actually double down all that stuff and give it like a really good atmospheric look. Yeah, And it's like, next to Resident Evil, it's like the pillar of horror in gaming. So, I mean, I don't think... You guys have both played it? Yes, I yeah. I, I love Silent Hill.
0: Silent Hill 2 is one of my favorite games just mm. ever. And the current HD remakes remasters <laughs> are so bad because they just got everything wrong. Like yep. you said, they took the fog out, which was an integral part of the original. Yes, it was a technical limitation, but it adds so much to the atmosphere. And I want them to do that those games justice because you can go back to them and play them on like the original PlayStation 1 mm-hmm. and then the PlayStation 2 but they are quite clunky yes like they I still think they're really good I played Silent Hill 2 way late mm-hmm. but I still it's still one of my favorite games of all time I remember but this. there's a lot of scope to refine it.
1: Yes. I mean, Silent Hill 2 at the time was, like, mind-blowing. That game was one of those things where it was like, oh my god, something can actually look this good in a game. Um, especially the cutscenes too. Like, that really weird, like, like macabre kind of art style where everyone looks as their life drained out of them, but in a way it makes them look more real. Like, I don't know. Rach, would you dive into some Silent Hill?
2: Yes, I'd love good. to. Like, I've, wa- I've wanted to play these games for so long because Josh keeps going on about them. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and people always say how, like, weird they are. Like, it's come up in lists a few times that I've edited and mm-hmm. I've just been like, what are these bosses? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd love to play them like with a new sort of like give it the Resi 2 treatment absolutely mm. I would like
1: to, oh god if they give it the Resi 2 treatment and give you the over shoulder camera you could keep all the item based progression stuff that yeah. was like that is old school but that was done really well in Resi 2 well exactly and I think with Silent Hill like
0: obviously the world and the atmosphere and the puzzles were always so good but the combat was never the focus and mm. obviously it was never good because of that mm. whereas I think you could go down the Resi 2 route and make a great survival horror game that has really tight uh, sort of even if it's just used sparingly but really tight combat it's mm-hmm. like like A puzzle game. It more than, is more than, more than anything of, else. Yeah, more than a shooter. Yeah, it's also
1: like yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. Like you said, with like the boss battles, and you still have the tank controls, which you have to sort of refine and stuff. And um, the next one down, do we think we would leave this game alone as a masterpiece, or do we go back to it? Dark Souls. Whoa. Rape. Whoa! I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> Because you think about the way that, like, um, Dark Souls 3 has the... They change the way that you can dodge. Like, you go back to the first Souls, you can dodge in the four directions. They change that in two and three. It's like, would you ever go back to one? Or do you appreciate the four-way dodging? Does that make it special? I still play
2: one. I play one, like, all the time. One uh-huh. is one is probably my favorite one to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it did just get a remaster. Yeah. I don't think it needs a remake. I think i You rather... not visually overhaul it. It wouldn't need it.
1: I think I, I'm only saying these things to, uh, to pro potential uh, answers. But
2: shiny Dark Souls would just be so weird. I, just, I, think,
1: I, would pro, I think I would keep it because I, I adore that game for what it yeah, is. And I remember no. going through it and slogging through it. I was one of those idiots who was saying that they should keep the... Um, the uh, Blighttown the way that it was because I would rather that anybody <laughs> going through it should slog through five frames a second no. or whatever it was, rather oh. than like actually like because they didn't go all through what we went through. I don't, they, they don't appreciate what Dark Souls is. I don't want
0: to go what I went through again, man. That was bad.
1: It made you right here, right now who you are. It did
0: not because I, I, I played it since the remastered version where it's silky smooth and that was just as Good. Okay.
1: <laughs> Don't need it. Didn't all need that in my stinky life. Stinky bog flies. I'm a big fan of them coming at me three frames at a time. I want to fight some flipbook flies.
2: No, Scott. Why not? No. You're a madman.
1: Would, you, would you have it all smoothed? You pretty much just smooth over the version that we were meant to get originally. Like you sort the technical side out and you you smooth over Town. Would you do? You think the definitive version of Dark Souls is the most it's recent? Is the, the remaster, remaster absolutely? Yeah,
2: absolutely. There's nothing that the old one had for me that the new one doesn't have, mm-hmm. other than well. I don't know. No, there's <laughs> nothing. There's
0: nothing, really. We can conclude uh, that Dark Souls
1: is perfection. Yeah. It is a
0: bit. And you know what? Like, I know you don't like the tank controls in Resident Evil Rich, but for me, like, the clunkiness of that first Dark Souls is definitely part of its charm and part of its challenge as well. Like, uh-huh. they sort of refined it and made combat not less difficult, but certainly more smooth and faster yeah. and a bit more, re- like, uh, aggressive in, like, the later Dark Souls games and uh-huh. certainly Bloodbomb. But I think the sort of... Animation priority of that original and like the clunkiness of the movement and like the <laughs> stiffness of it definitely works in its favor. Yeah. You get used to it. My yeah, thing exactly. with
1: like, because I like the way, for me, I think three is the best playing one, but I quite yeah. like that the first Dark Souls is this kind of, it's like getting like a dusty old book from the library or something. Mm-hmm. And like, it kind of has this like archaic kind of quality in terms of it's respectable and it's traditional and it kind of has all these qualities that make it lovable for what it is. I wouldn't want to change that too much. Um, but like, in terms of like, you know, unified control schemes and stuff, like that clunkiness is what makes it so lovable, which is why we like the tank controls and stuff in Resident Evil. Um, also, I had a whole other chunk of um, remakes, like prolific remakes and stuff recently that I was going to go through, but I think we've covered most of the big ones. Crash Spyro, um, Crash Team Racing is amazing, etc. Um, so that'll kind of do for this week. Um, I'm not going to see any of you guys for another three weeks. So enjoy Horrible. the next six pods I'm going to miss you, you Scott. I'm going to be eating so much stuff in New York, but I'm going to miss you guys too. What's gonna, what's, what are we
0: going to do when you come back and have taken over the pods and turned it into just purely my show about well, VR all the time? <laughs> come do down to the, the VR bongo show. Oh my god. <laughs> Can
2: I, can I be a guest on the Josh Brown Bongo Show? Yeah,
1: you can be the guest every single week, Rich. <laughs> I will be 15 million stone, having con- having consumed most of New Orleans and New York. <laughs> so I'll be a guest, regardless of whether you want me here or not. Um, okay. But yeah, for now though, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tilford, for joining. by Rachel Shackleton. Thank you for listening. I'm Josh Brown. Goodbye. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Why did my voice just do that? Just wanna. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.